In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast... I don't know, mythical creature from Norway ah! is the one and only <laughs> Travis Ratz here. My, <laughs> my, my Led Zeppelin podcast pal is the one and only Travis Ratz. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to the Comic Exposure Podcast where we like to talk about comic books. Uh, we usually do a comic book club once a month, and on the other part of the month, we do uh, some sort of variant edition. And today, you are in luck uh, if you probably, everybody... I think at this point has seen Thor Ragnarok, and that's what we're talking about today. Uh, the new Marvel movie, Thor Ragnarok, that just came out. Uh, we are doing our uh, our review of it. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, you might not want to listen to the spoiler-heavy review I imagine that we're going to do. Uh, but Travis, we had a guest. Who's our guest on the show today? Ooh, I'm going to rub my hands together so you can see this one. The one. The only, you know him, you love him, Dan McCloy, on the ones and twos, coming at you. Thanks for having me back. I always enjoy it. He's like, In fact, I really like this month's assignment. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we're doing, we're, uh, if you guys remember, we talked last time that we're kind of, uh, we're kind of switching up the way we do the podcast, and so we're just doing two episodes a month, and so this month, uh, we're treating it as, it's Thor-vember, baby. It's Thor-vember. A little shoehorned. A little shoehorn. A little shoehorn. We thought we'd have Dan on for both episodes. We're going to do one episode today where we talk about Thor Ragnarok. And then the next episode, uh, we are reading uh, two two volumes of Jason Aaron's run. Uh, Jason Aaron is run on Thor God of Thunder. So volumes one and th- volume two. Uh, God Killer and God Bomb. I think those mm-hmm. are the – something yep. like that. Those are the two that we're, we're, uh, we're going to be reading. Uh, I'm about halfway through the second volume. So I am like – I'm 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 full of Thor. Are you are I'm you Thor. are you are you Thor yet? I from I'm all this Thor. Very, I'm very close to being Odinson myself. Guys, we have like two hours of Thor talk this month, which is probably about the most hundred and nineteen minutes more than any other <laughs> Thor talk that I've ever done. <laughs> right. I'm so worried right. that we don't have enough to talk about with Thor. And I, I saw know, this movie, oh, and I'm like, okay. Movies. So here's what I want to know, gentlemen. We'll be right. First things first. First things first. This is the the new Marvel movie, uh, Thor Ragnarok, directed by Taika Waititi, uh, starring Chris Hemsworth, Kate Blanchett. Uh, what's the dude who plays Loki? What's his name? Tom uh, Hiddleston. Tom H- Hiddleston. Yes. Yeah, Tom Hiddleston is in this bad boy. Uh, and then you've got uh, Idris Elba's in this. And, of course, Jeff Goldblum, Tessa Thompson, Carl Urban. Uh, Anthony freaking Hopkins up in this thing. Everybody is in this. Was movie, he in it? Was he in well, it? Was that really Anthony? <laughs> He's in it, but is he in it? It's a different one. So, I feel like so, he died three years ago, and we're just using stock footage for that guy at this point. That's the that's the only way they got him in Transformers. That's the <laughs> only damn way they got him in that movie. So uh, let's let's talk to him. First things first. Going into this, uh, Dan, had you seen the other two Thor movies? I had. I had. I. Uh... Okay. And I did not care for the second one too much. The first one I thought was funny. Travis, you've seen the other two, right? Multiple, multiple viewings. 
what is what is your Thor? Some people, some Thor women thought? are capable of having multiple orgasms. I'm capable. You know what's happening. You know what's going to come next. I am very capable of having multiple Thorgasms. So what did you? So you watched them multiple times. Did you enjoy the first two Thor movies? I'm just sidestepping your Thorgasm comment. I think we need to sit in that for a second. <laughs> You need to sit in that sword. Smell it. it. Smell it. Came to you, or you've been sitting on it. No, I just. I'm. I'm so proud of myself. We're done. (laughs) Pull the plug. So credits. uh, I I saw the first uh, two Thor movies. Like the first one, I'm gonna tell you something, guys. And I am not gonna apologize. I like Thor two better. It's one of my favorite Marvel movies. It's in my top five. I really. I'm not gonna lie. I like the second Thor movie. Yeah. I think there's only there's only a few people who like it, and I think it might be you and me. Travis. It's it's magical. It's mystical. It's it's it tickles my funny bone. There's a little there's a tiny little bit of heart in it, not much, and some cool special effects. So so going into Thor, gentlemen, uh, how much Thor have you read before this movie? Aside from what we're reading for the show. Had you read anything else, uh, Dan? No, I was always a DC guy, and Thor was always so steeped in its own mythology. And uh, you know, Marvel always had that like science science fiction. You know, like I it was always so dense. It's kind of like starting Bob Dylan. You don't even know where to start. <laughs> so, like, I never even started him. Yeah, that, All right, Travis. Is it Simonson? Uh, Walt Simonson? Yeah, Walt Simonson, yeah. Walt Simonson's run on that was just huge. And I know oh, yeah. it's like a classic run, and I might have read like one or two, like Lucy's. That's what I call loose yeah. comics now, guys. Lucy's. Spread it around. It's going to be cool. <laughs> yeah, couple, you can use it. You can couple use it. of Lucy's, you know? Um, <laughs> and nothing really stuck with me. I don't think I've really read any other Thor trades, and I only really know him from when he pops up in the Avengers or the Avengers. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, I, and it, it, the, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, the only thing I've read a little bit of, I've got like a uh, one of the big collections of a Simonson run, but I bought it dirt cheap, and it's like the second volume of a Simonson run. So you kind of start in the middle of, like, like Dan said, this sort of giant mythology. That, like, Marvel carries with it. This galactic side of Marvel, this mm-hmm. science fiction part of Silver Marvel is just... Yeah, deep. Yeah. It's, it's huge. And, and so I read that. I read some of that Simonson run. It's fun, but, man, it's it's yay verily. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. just It's steeped in that stuff. And, I, you know, we're reading the, the Jason Aaron run, and I'm excited to talk about that when we get to the, the that, um, that episode because I want to talk about... What we see in that that we don't see in the movie and vice versa. But before we get into all that, um, so none of us have a whole lot of like Thor uh, reading behind us before mm-hmm. we got into this movie. So what were expectations like? Uh, uh, Dan, what, what did you think of the trailers? Did you want to see this movie or did we just make you see this movie? I... Uh, you made me see this movie. <laughs> 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 So, yeah, I'm a comic book fan, I'm a comic book reader, I am uh, a little sick and tired of comic book movies lately. You were asking me about my movie preferences earlier, I'm kind of a movie snob. I, I don't particularly enjoy sitting down, like, for two-hour movies mm-hmm. when I, I can feel see like... That. I can see that with Dan. I, like, uh, I feel like I've seen every movie, like, I know how it's going to end, I'm, I'm kind of a movie snob. 
And okay. I do enjoy comic books, but I I get sick of comic book movies. So, but it made me. I have to say, I liked it a lot. And because, oh. and I thought I was not going to like it because I had a bad. I only saw Thor two once in the theater, and now you're making me think I should revisit it. But I did like <laughs> Thor one. I liked Thor two. I've watched it several times. Yeah, like, but it's one of those. If, <laughs> if you didn't like it in the first view, I don't think there's anything new on a second view. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. You might look at it differently having now watched Ragnarok, right? Like, I feel like I have to go back and watch it again and see, you know, what they took into it. Travis, what was your what were your expectations coming into this? Uh, what do you think of the trailer? I mean, you and I have talked about the trailer before, so I, I know how you, how you think about it. But let's let remind yeah. the audience. What do you uh, think I'll remind the audience. Uh, first, let me start by saying that I. Thoroughly enjoyed the trailer. <laughs> Terrible. All day. Terrible. All day. Um, yeah, I really liked the trailer. This was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys. Uh, no, I don't. There's no list. <laughs> it's just. Um, I uh, really love the trailer. This was one of the. I've kind of stopped looking forward to comic book movies if they come out. And I see them, and I like it. That's great. But it's one of those things where sometimes a movie comes out, and I'm like, did that have a trailer? Is that out already? Like, I didn't know they were making a new Mutants movie. I didn't know they were doing this stuff. Um, but this was one, when I saw the trailer, I liked the Thor movies, and so I was hoping for something good. And so my expectations were pretty high. Um, and I felt like they were underselling that trailer. I felt like there wasn't a lot. You didn't see a lot. And I watched a couple of versions of it, and it was kind of the same scenes. So I was really looking, yeah. like, ooh, I haven't seen a lot of this movie based on the trailer. So I was really pumped to go see it. What about you, Josh? What was your uh, expectation? Yeah, like, you, you and I talked, I dug the trailer a ton. When that trailer dropped, and you get, you know, you get Led Zeppelin playing in yeah. it, and it, I was stoked for it. This is, this is one of the Marvel movies... I think I was more excited to see this one than I was Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I think the trailer for Thor had me more hyped than Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh, and I will tell you, I liked it more than Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And I know everybody everybody really dug Guardians of the Galaxy 2, but I liked Ragnarok more. It was a ton of fun. Um, so let's 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 kind of talk about uh, let's talk about where we where we where we find Thor. What do you guys think of the changes? to uh tone. what tone yeah, yeah like what did you guys think of the i guess the tone of the movie everybody said they liked it dan said he liked it he didn't he didn't think he was going to but he did travis you liked it i'm guessing mm-hmm. right yeah. <laughs> it thor- thoroughly enjoyed I thoroughly it enjoyed uh, it. uh and then i dug it so dan what did you think of, like the change in tone uh from this to like the first thor movie or i guess compared to other comic book movies that you've watched but haven't enjoyed I feel like Justice League is going to have its work cut out for us. I feel for it, for it, excuse me. I think also um, they went back to Stan Lee's was always so good at teaming up superheroes that were unlikely. Yeah. And I think you saw a really good job of that. I always think good writing is when you know the ending of the story and you still like it. Like that HBO series Rome. Everybody knows the ending, like Shakespeare made it famous. But that whole time, you're like, this is great. And so even when I'm watching the trailer now, I have it up. I, all the scenes are in there. I knew the Hulk scene was coming. 
and the Hulk scene was still awesome. Like, that was a great fight scene. It goes back to a long lineage of Marvel comic covers where Hulk versus Thor, Thor versus the Thing, Wolverine versus Thor. You know, like, there's always those things, and then it turns out that, oh, because they've both been captured on this planet. And I thought that that was really cool. And and I think uh, they went back to the what worked in episode one of this franchise. Thor, remember back in episode one, Thor accidentally got ran over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they showed this god like as just a like a doofy guy. I feel like they went to that like just that you could abuse him and use him and kind of. I thought that that was really cool how they did that in this. Can I even say- the opening sequence with the chain? Yeah, I want to say, first of all, Dan, thank you for not spoiling Rome for me. I don't know how that story ends. Like, uh, <laughs> so I, I want, you know, you held back. Thank you for that. Uh, what do you think yeah. about what you said, Josh? Like, do you agree? Yeah, I, I think I think that's totally right. I, th- I think what works is um, Thor to, I think what they've done every time, right? Like Captain America 3 was that it was Civil War, right? A team up sort of movie. Iron Man 3 wasn't, uh, but Captain America 3 pulled everybody in for it. Thor 3, now we've got this sort of team up again, but it wasn't the same people. And I thought that was really cool because we haven't seen Hulk since Avengers, right? We haven't seen Thor since Avengers. And so it was it was cool to have them in a movie together and to take sort of the Planet, the planet, planet Hulk story and find a way to weave it in yeah. With Ragnarok and, and make it all work, uh, I thought it was it was really fun, and I think the scenes with with uh, both Bruce and Thor and then the Hulk and Thor were great. Just they were wonderful. There was just something the Bruce that hit, scenes were fantastic. There was something that just hit right with the duo that Thor was able to play off of both. You know, like it speaks, I guess, to Chris Hemsworth as an actor, right? Like mm-hmm. he can play off a giant CGI nothing, right? Yeah. And then he can also play off of, you know, actual, you know, Bruce Banner with him. You know what I mean? I just did air quotes, but no one no one can see that. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. But, yeah. But he works, you know, it was good. And, and um, I think the only thing, Travis, the thing that you pointed out, the only thing that I just, that I thought was a little wonky was uh, the scenes with Odin. I really yeah. liked it. I really liked it when he played when he was play, when Loki when he was playing Loki right? right at the very beginning. That was funny, uh, but then when they're like in Norway, I was like, "Oh man, he's nope." I'm just refuses <laughs> refuses to put on the Odin costume at this point. He's just like, yeah. "Get that shit away from me!" I'm in my I'm in my J Crew nice cardigan sweater. <laughs> this guy. That dude just finished eating soup right before this scene started. He's like, they had stuff take, on his shirt. They had to take there was the something on his shirt. Oh, was there? <laughs> yeah. They had to take the soup away from Sir Anthony Hopkins and be like, "Sir, it's time to go." And he's like, "What my soup? <laughs> what about my soup? You can have your soup back after you say a few lines." Yeah, uh, what about my Jello mold? <laughs> but I thought it was tons of fun, Dan. I think you're right that that combination, um, putting him in a team, and then like adding. Because it wasn't just the two of them. You then added on Valkyrie. Tessa Thompson was great. That character was great. Um, Tom Hiddleston's Loki was really was still conniving in this one, but there was like a little more heart 
between him and Thor than there had been in the other mm. movies, right? They've been building this sort of relationship between the two of them through three films plus the Avengers, and so I thought it was I thought it was a really uh, a really good take on it. I really enjoyed it a lot. Guys, can we talk about the opening sequence for this movie? Yeah. And how and how freaking great it was. Uh, to answer with your question, yes, we can. We can talk about it. <laughs> this, the, with with Sotar in the beginning, where he like takes the chain scene was funny. It was super funny, and you can tell it was you know directed by you know a comedian director yeah. with the whole like spinning around thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it sets the tone it, immediately. Like immediately, you're like, oh, this is different. You're like, is this? That's odd. These jokes aren't going to be peppered in. The jokes are going to be the movie. It's not going to yeah. be comic relief every 10 minutes. It's like, oh, no, this is joke, 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 action, joke, 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 joke. That's it, you know. And it was, like, good slapstick jokey stuff, too. It wasn't, you know, it, like, uh, Taika Waititi does a really good job in this movie of being able to balance the action and the humor. But here's what I thought was great, dude. When, when, when Led Zeppelin kicks on, it looked like the cover of a heavy metal magazine. Yeah, my, right? my like Molly Hatchet cover. <laughs> it was fantastic. That scene where he's like jumping in the air towards like the dragon thing. It fantastic. could have been like uh, you know one of those felt posters in like <laughs> like a stoner's bedroom with like a yeah. backlight poster. Or painted uh-huh. on the side of a van, right? Like- uh-huh. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Um, so I'm, I'm looking, you know, I watched the movie. I, I'm laughing my ass off. But I, I, then I started thinking about the jokes. And the, the jokes are funny because Chris Hensworth sells the jokes. But looking back on it, they are kind of one note. Like, here's the whole bit. I am Thor, this masculine god of, like, you know, muscles and hammer. And it's just emasculating him the whole movie. That's the joke. Let's just emasculate Thor as much as possible. Let's just, let's just make him seem like this really beta male character. Um, and from and one beta male to another, <laughs> as I've been called at work, <laughs> I would say that I'm like, it, it worked. It, it, that running joke, which is the undertone of every little tiny joke in the movie, it seems to me, is a great way to play Thor. I think it was good. I think you're playing Thor. Not only are you playing like like you're downplaying how muscular he is, but you're also like all of his relationships are a little goofy because he's the god of thunder, right? Right. Like every, every relationship is colored by the fact that he's like royalty. Either people don't care that he's royalty, or they're like it would whatever man, or like there's this sort of like deference to it in a weird sort of way. But I, I all the relate. It was a bunch of like relationship jokes that were just they were just really good i really dug it uh what'd you think of the sense of humor throughout it dan i I liked how they peppered in the easter eggs for people who have been following the marvel i like how marvel has now its own continuity in its films Mm -hmm. yeah going to his eye to uh the hulk you're right i hadn't thought of it we hadn't seen him yeah, I thought the humor was fantastic. I thought, yeah, I think you can see that also in the visual effects of the color. It's a colorful movie visually and linguistically, right? And I think yeah. that that was a. I think the problem after Dark Knight is trying to take everything so earnestly and so like seriously, and I think they took a deliberate step to like, no, this is bubble gum. Let's have some fun with it and treat it what it is. And I thought that was great. And I, I think, Travis, to your point, 
at times, if I had a criticism, I think they played up a little on the slapstick shtick a lot. Mm-hmm. We could probably count five to six instances where his face was smudged against glass. or <laughs> He leans on something that's not there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> they, they play on that a lot. You know, you can tell, like, they group focused, like, or had audiences watch it and responded to, like, that from episode one. And they brought that in. Yeah, it's one. Well, it's a super, I, you know, it's I, a super brave move, I think, for Marvel. I mean, they put a lot of money into building this franchise and linking them all up to spend this kind of money. And from what I've heard, it was not a cheap movie. Like they put a lot of money into this uh, to make that shift in the middle of. It's not even like we did three Thor movies and now we're kind of rebooting it. And this is the tone. It was like unapologetically just we're now we're this now we're this thing. Uh-huh. We had those two things. Now it's just this. There's no explanation for it. It's not like, oh, Thor got that hit in the really head with the hammer. Yeah, it's super that brave. That was really great. Like, they take for granted the audience knows who Tony Stark is, mm-hmm. you know, with his clothes. Yeah. And even the inside joke going back to the Avengers, the great, the strongest Avenger. That was, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. great when they're trying to voice activate the machine. Yeah. I, you know, that was a I, great little scene. It did dig back to all those little things that was good. But, Travis, I think you're right. But here's the thing. The one that you could play with is Thor. Because it was the least, like, uh, financially successful of the Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, like, three trilogies that we've had, right? Right. It was the one that didn't do as well. It's the one that hasn't been as widely received as the other two. Um, Because, let's be honest, Winter Soldier... I don't care what anybody. I will fight anybody. Winter Soldier is the best damn Marvel movie, bar none. It's the best one. That's my number one on my list. And so you were. They picked a. This is if you were going to play with one of them. This is the one you play with, right? Right. And I, I love how heavily they like. We talked in about when we watched the trailer and it first came out. How Kirby it was, like how Jack Kirby it was. But then when you see the whole movie, like the amount of like leaning in to the craziness of Jack Kirby was fantastic. I loved it. I loved all the wacky costume design. Jeff Goldblum as a grandmaster was super fun. Like Dude, he was fun. Is is Goldblum is Goldblum can Goldblum. Like, yeah, and I've never been a Gold, Jeff Goldblum fan until when he pulls it off and then he's like wonderful. He was yeah. wonderful in this movie. Like what a great villain he was. And, you know, and is he a villain, but kind of, and then, they, why are you handing me the melty stick? He just said that, <laughs> you know, like, that was great. Yeah. What did you, you guys think about, like, the mix of uh, CGI, like, backgrounds, and then they have, like, the very Kirby-esque, as you said, Josh, um, like, set pe- like, real set pieces, like, in the junkyards and stuff like that. Was it jarring for you at all? Do you think it blended well? Do you think it added? Or, or at moments where you're like, that looks like foam and rubber that you painted neon orange? <laughs> I think the only CGI that didn't work was when they were with uh, Odin in Norway. Right. That was the most green screen looking thing ever. And it just didn't work. And I think the only other thing that didn't look, look good was the fight in the rainbow bridge, right? When they're yeah. when it's yeah. Kate, Kate Blanchett and the two of them, Hella and the two of them are fighting in the rainbow bridge. That was the only other part where I was like, yeah, that looks a little wonky. But otherwise, 
I thought the the city looked the the you know the um, city they're in with the grandmaster looked really good. Um, the stadium looked. I think the ground on the stadium looked a little weird. Um, but otherwise, I, I, but you're it's a fight between a dude and a CGI character in a giant uh, CGI like uh, right. arena. So it's not going to look super real. You know, but otherwise, I thought the set pieces, the junkyard was really cool. Uh, the the grandmaster's like house and all that stuff. It it was so like bubblegum, right? We always talk about how like sometimes you just want like a bubblegum comic. Dan, you, you've talked about it before. Like yeah. you just want something that you can just like nah, 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 right, like yeah. it, not something too serious. And this was, it felt like there were stakes in it, right? Like Asgard was completely destroyed, right? Right. Um, so he lost his eye. That's yeah, kind of badass. He lost yeah. his eye. There were real, like, the whole entire planet was destroyed. Um, but it was still a ton of fun. It was still a fun movie. And, uh, Dan, you talked about, like, the, the color change. Like, not only the colorful, of the, like, the language, but also the, the color palette. And that happened first with, I think, this movie doesn't exist without Guardians of the Galaxy 1. No. Right? Yeah, like, agreed. Like this, this movie doesn't exist without that. But every Marvel movie since then has leaned into this sort of like brighter col- color palette. You certainly saw right? like, Doctor Strange. You yeah, know, Doctor that Strange up in a big it. way. So did Doctor so did, Strange is cool, and I haven't yeah. seen Doctor Strange. I haven't seen that oh, in the film. You have to go ahead and check it out. Yeah, that's it's interesting. I would be interested to see hear your opinion on on Doctor Strange. It's a more divisive movie. I feel like, you know. It's a serviceable Doctor Strange film. Right. I like it, and but then, I don't love it. We have to give a shout-out to Matt Damon is the right? actor. The actor. That <laughs> Matt was, Damon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Matt um, Damon. I had read that like they were looking for someone to do it, and whoever was supposed to do it couldn't. And then so Chris Hemsworth is like, do you, do you just want me to call my friend uh, and see if Matt will do it? And he's like, your friend Matt. And he's like, yeah, I'll give Matt Damon a call and see if he wants to do it. And literally, they flew Matt Damon out to Australia to film it, just to do it, and then leave. What's funny like, is my favorite cameo in any movie before this was Matt Damon in Eurotrip. I'm like, that's the best cam- cameo when he comes up on the stage yeah. and sings Sky He Doesn't Know. I'm like, that's the best, hands down. Only surpassed <laughs> by Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon is like now the king of cameos, man. It was, it was super uh, good. Um, so here's what I want to do. I want to take Kate Blanchett out on a date, but like not like a date to a movie. What I want to do is I want to dress really nice. I want to have her like a nice black dress. I want to be in a like an upper floor building of like Manhattan. But want, you still like, want her to have that freaking hat on. No, I want lie. like I want to. I want there has to be wine involved, like a nice catered dinner, maybe like Harry Connick Jr. in the background. That's the type of woman she is, and I feel like that's how she be she should be treated. This woman is just like super classy and fun and like just best Marvel villain. Maybe I just I'm just saying that because it's the last Marvel movie I saw, but just thoroughly enjoyed her performance. She played it so straight. It was great. Yeah. Cuz everything else is so wacky around her and then she just played it as like, no, I'm I'm Hela. I'm the I'm the goddess of death, right? And while that, everybody's yeah. kind of like squirrely and goofy around her, she just gets to like kill everybody, right? She dispatches the Warrior Three, right? Like like uh, Thor's pals. Like yeah, we got rid of that B squad real quick. Right. <laughs> I was like, well, she breaks the yes. hammer. 
The yeah. yeah. first interaction is she breaks the hammer. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was cool. Yeah, in the first act, we we already have the hammer gone. You know, the hammer's done, you know? And they had yeah, that I beautiful setup that of him, like, destroying everything with the hammer. Like, too easy. It's just too easy yeah. with the hammer. Mm-hmm. So we got to remove it, you know? Mm-hmm. I, it, the, Kate, the, the, go ahead. Uh, Kate, Kate Blanchett was great. She was fantastic. Super, that, I don't know, man. That goofy, wacky, uh, crazy. You like the Jack, hat? Jack Kirby hat. Every time she did this, like... Pulled her hands back. I'm like, ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. I want to have people You could tell me to eat broken glass and yep. then do it. I've had it I'd be like, yippee ki motherfucker. Let's get. Let's walk through this shit. <laughs> Ever since she was Elizabeth. For me, it was when she was Bob Dylan. <laughs> Is that weird? <laughs> Uh, no, dude, you do you. You do you. I'm like, oh, man, that's a she sexy a, Bob Dylan. She was the best Bob Dylan. She was. In fact. She was the she only was the thing that, that made that movie worth watching. Correct. And she's like, <laughs> man, I need a Bob Dylan. When it hurt when she kept saying that line, dude, I, I got she's, – she's a wonderful actress. Yeah, she's great. Um, So let's talk, let's talk about um, – what do you guys think of – we don't – in Thor 2, there's a little bit of the, like, sci-fi element to Thor 2. Mm-hmm. But this one took Thor straight up sci-fi. What did you think of taking this sort of, and this is part of Marvel mythology, right? What did you think of taking this like fantasy character and throwing them in with like uh, big spaceships and digital giant digital pictures and uh, laser guns? I got laser guns showed up in Thor too. But what did you guys think of like dumping this fantasy character into that world? Well, it I th- works. I would say it works in comics, but do yeah. you think it worked in? The, I mean, we thought it was fun, but what did you think it really worked in this film? I think that you know, I don't know if it worked or not. I, you know, but I will say it was seamlessly done in a brilliant way. Because and sometimes in sci-fi, to get that out there, it takes time to travel in space and storytelling minutes to get to like the far side of the universe, and having them just fly out of that rainbow bridge like tunnel was a quick yeah. brilliant way to just now they're lost and you buy it you're like they could be anywhere in space and it allowed them to quickly just transition into now she's just weird and super sci-fi yeah and they land on a planet where everything lost goes yeah. right it was, so it was a like brilliant you... device for storytelling that bridge yeah like showing the yeah, portal right. and, and moving them out of it what Dan, you? what do you think about the sci-fi and the fantasy together? You know, it reminds me of what they have trouble with with Wonder Woman, who's so steep in that Greek mythology, and he's steeped in the, the Norse mythology. So they always have to go back and forth between you have this, like, library of stuff that you can draw from, but you also have to put them into this new universe. I thought they did it well. I mean, I thought they went back and forth between Asgard... And whatnot. And, you know, and I have to say, yes, it was cheesy with him on the beach in Norway. Look at that. Look at that. But I thought it was badass when he got the lightning. I oh, no, that, that, that was great. I thought that, that was, was badass. Even with, I thought he looked like a badass with the eye patch. Yeah. Well, the yeah. eye patch, was, a, the eye patch is, was great. Is he the thought, the god of lightning or the god of thunder? I think he's got a thunder. Thunder and lightning are different things, guys. <laughs> They're different things. <laughs> Is he just supposed to it's say true. boom? Yeah. They, I, I, they, yeah. they go together. They go together, though. Here, here's, I, kept here's, see, here's, 
I kept thinking that. I was like, where's yeah. he getting the light? <laughs> yeah. But I thought it was badass. It looked visually it amazing. Looked, it, was, it was cool. They, I, I, I don't know. I don't think you can lose the, the hammer and cut the hair. That's too, you know, it's, it's like, give me something. Give me something. Either keep the hammer or keep the hair. But I feel like doing both in the same movie. They're just like, screw it. We're just we're just gonna take every like. He's not gonna look like Thor. He's not gonna sound like Thor anymore. He's not gonna have the hammer. He's gonna have this pretty boy haircut. You know what? Take an eyeball out. Shit, take it out. It looks like, like how many? How many? Uh, not Tony Stark. Who's Who's the uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. agent? Why can't I think of him? Oh, uh, Samuel, Nick Fury. Nick Fury. How Fury. many yeah. eye patch Nick Fury jokes will there be in, like, Infinity Wars, where it's just, like, him and Thor being, like, <laughs> eye patch jokes? I, I kind of I enjoy the idea of that they kind of strip away what Thor is, um, but, you, but he still gets to be Thor. I think you're going to see him lean heavier on that lightning power, which mm-hmm. I think is rad, right? Um, because I think what you've done is, like, you can either stick with Thor has the long hair and a hammer, but then every movie is the same, mm-hmm. right? And so the only way that you're really going to grow a character like that is to change up what they do, mm-hmm. right? Um, ki- like, Thor, Iron Man gets 47 different costumes, right? Captain America has a different damn costume in every freaking episode, right? And every every time you see Captain America, he has a different thing. Uh, but... Thor's always like, I've got the long hair and the hammer. So, so it's pretty consistent. I think this was a good way to change it up. And I actually kind of dug, if you're going to put Thor in space, I think that works. I think you had to cut the hair. Otherwise, it's just, it like, that. I think that's how you break the fantasy sci-fi bridge, mm-hmm. is by letting him look like a sci-fi character. Can and I, cutting the hair off does it. Can I tell you something? Uh, I didn't listen to anything you said after you said strip strip Thor down. I just had this mental <laughs> image of Chris Hemsworth being stripped down. That's a sexy man. That dude, how do you get that big? Like, how do you get you that big eat, and shredded? You don't eat carbs. So, well, okay, so one of the most telling things ever was when he was on SNL, and I just looked it up. He's got a funny SNL skit that makes fun of those old American Express commercials where he's like, he talks about how he just got lucky because he was genetically lucky. And when he walked in, the movie director said, I was looking for a guy to play Thor. I didn't think we'd find Thor. (laughs) 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 And, uh, and as he's walking, just miscellaneous women are like, Hey, Hey. And it was like, and then I walked in and they gave me a check for $4 million. (laughs) He's just a like perfect specimen of like, yeah, uh, dude, he, he needs to be removed from movies and just bred into our society. <laughs> just, just breeder. <laughs> you know, it's funny though. I was thinking about what you said, Travis. What makes it still a Thor movie is he won the fight. That's a great little yeah. argument that they had there. He's like, I won the fight. No, you didn't. You don't remember. I was like, you know, you can see that it's a Thor comic book movie because he wins the fight. He oh, beats yeah. the strongest Avenger. Yep, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good point. Like yeah. he still, like he still find, he still finds a way to win, right? And you just you realize yeah. we can strip him, strip him down all we want. Oh, it's hot. <laughs> uh, but um, <laughs> at the end of the day, he's still like this god. Like in yeah, no matter if it's Hulk or this giant fire creature from hell, like he's gonna hand him their ass. I thought the scene at the very end where he's on the spaceship with the rest of Asgard and, like, 
his crew is with him, and he's in the he's like got his Captain Kirk lean in that throne. <laughs> it was it was the most it was so sci-fi, and I dug it so much. It was such a like. I, like I said, I think they did this really good job of blending it. And again, the only reason you can do it is because Guardians of the Galaxy set up the sci-fi side of, like, this outer space side of Marvel. So like you said, Travis, like a normal show, you have to spend all this time traveling to these new places because we don't know they exist yet. Right. But because of because this is like a, I don't know, how many movies are in the freaking Marvel Universe now? 12, something like I that? Too many, too many. No, Not like enough. 16, 16 <laughs> movies. And so we automatically, we know that it's out there. And so they can just go, yeah, he's on some other planet. And it doesn't seem strange because We've you've seen, seen you've seen the Guardians of the Galaxy fly around all over the place. Yeah, I agree. But, I thought that I thought they played off that really well. That They didn't have to build as much of the world because it's been done. Simpsons did it first, right? Simpsons did it first. <laughs> uh, the, the British guy, the British rock guy who's starting the revolution, I feel, was a pullover from Guardians. He, he, like they never once explained that guy. The he, rock, the rock need, man? Yeah. No, they, he's not from Guardians. He's just some... No, I know, but I feel like... The, oh, yeah. Going, he's from the planet He's proving called. your point, and he's just, like, he's proving your point. Like, they don't need to explain. He's just a dude. He's a rock, and he has his accent, and he's starting a revolution. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was, like, there's so many things because you've built this giant universe that you can just go, yeah, this exists. Remember, we, we showed you how out there this is. Like, we can show, we had a whole movie with Doctor Strange, so using magic that isn't weird anymore, right? We can just mm-hmm. use magic. Anybody can do it now because we did a, a two-hour movie about a magic character. So anybody in the rest of the Marvel Universe can use magic now, and it's not weird. Right. And I think that that's that's what this show does. That's that's what Marvel's doing really well is they're taking this universe they're creating and they're able to kind of like just take stuff, not necessarily characters. I mean, they are taking characters and shoving them in movies. I will say that the Doctor Strange cameo seemed a little. I I thought it. I liked it. I thought it was funny. Yeah, it was but kind it, of like you haven't seen this. We haven't talked about this character in a while. We gotta we gotta remind people that yeah. Doctor Strange is part of this world. Well, because he's got to be in Infinity War, yeah. right? Like we've got to we've got to remind you that he that he's in this for Infinity War, and so I that I I really kind of enjoyed the the way that that they've crafted this giant world and they can pull whatever they want from it and whatever piece of story fits works right you need to you need you know we need to use it there's like some the government can't be trusted okay we we made all that happen in um in in winter soldier right and remember all the stuff about shield yeah we built that in avengers right so all this stuff is it's all back there and i i i think they've they're, they've done a really really good job of of taking all those pieces and creating movies and I was trying to think of Travis and Dan. I, like, Dan, I don't know because you don't talk about this as much as Travis and I do, but if you had to do, like, I was trying to think of my top five Marvel movies, and it's becoming harder for me to do that. Does that make sense, Travis? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I really liked Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. I thought that was a decent movie. 
Yeah, and I feel it, like it changes from like time. You're like, oh, it's it's really like sh- it's a very shifting. You're like, ah, oh, you know, at this point in my life, I'm in a real Spider-Man homecoming phase. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like they, I feel like they listen to some of their critics positively. So, had you asked me last year what I was saying to anybody who would listen to me is, I feel like every Marvel movie is a advertisement for the next movie. And that got me mad. It's like, I don't want to go spend $10 and two and a half hours at watching you advertise next summer's movie. And then, so last night, I, when I watched the film and I was, I was Googled in that credit sequence, Marvel's Hidden Scene, right? Which is now its own trope. Yeah. And they, the, the person whose website I went to actually had a good point. He goes, Marvel has been promising Infinity War since 2012. Yeah. Right. And so it's like every once in a while they still have to go back in, like you said, Travis, and say, "Oh yeah, here's here's Doctor Strange." Mm-hmm. That was all the way back in 2015. You might have forgot about him. <laughs> or for some reason, you never know with how they're writing it. They might have needed that scene to set something up that's going to happen in this next move. Right. Yeah. You don't know. Between I mean, Thor- I would like to think that it's as brilliant as that. Like there's these little webs that are all going to connect. It's yeah. so highly produced. Some of those scenes, like, it's just so, like, like they're perfectly in, like, the camera shots on the beach is, like, it's so symmetrical. There's not a thing left <laughs> to be screwed up, right? Oh, and that's yeah. the danger with such heavily produced movies is sometimes they're crap. But this one was actually a heavily produced movie that was good. It was, it was, it was a really good movie. It, like, I had a ton of fun watching it. And that's what I was saying. Like, I was trying to think of, like, my top five movies. And I think one and two for me are always going to be Winter Soldier and Avengers. Not Avengers is a fantastic movie, but because it's the first time all those characters are together, right? And so it holds this sort of, like, special, we've brought them all together. Uh, Joss Whedon actually made it, like, it was a good movie, as opposed to Avengers 2, which I don't think was very good. But... Um, after that, it gets really muddy. It's yeah. and it increasingly becomes harder for me to pick what would be th- like three, four, and five. Yeah, I agree. I I, I couldn't pick it right could now. Do, I know I, I know right Guardians now. one would be up there, and maybe uh, Thor two. Iron Man one. Iron Man one's got to be in there. Man. Oh it's, yeah, the Iron Man is a. It's a good movie, but I don't know. I don't know that I like it as much. Like. I went back and I and I think it probably was over. I think it was October break. No, it was probably it was before then. It might have been before school started. I went back and watched. Uh, I, I watched all three Iron Man movies again. Right, I was like, all right, I'm gonna. I haven't watched the third one since it came out. I'll watch it again. I actually like. I actually like Iron Man two better than Iron Man one. Uh, it I, makes I every, like Iron Man two as well. We, everybody we hates Iron Man two. We found each everybody other. Everybody hates Iron Man two, but I like it. <laughs> Dude, what's his name is, is great for it. Um, uh, the the guy, the guy Sam the Rock, Sam Rockwell. Oh, Sam, no, Rockwell, Sam Rockwell yeah. is is just awesome. Bring that dude back. Right. Make him, make him like, like an arms dealer in space. Like somehow he got to like some moon planet and he's dealing arms there. <laughs> what do you guys? So let me ask you guys. This ends up, and it didn't lead into the next movie, which is we didn't see much about. Um, the next movie is going to be Black Panther. That comes out in February. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's... 
Avengers Infinity War, and I think the year ends with Ant-Man and Wasp is the third movie of the year. Oh, it comes out after Infinity War? I think Ant-Man and Wasp is after Infinity War. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Infinity War is the last one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do great podcasting right now and do Marvel movie I heard they're doing schedule. Uh, Wasp and Ant-Man like a straight-up rom-com, like a romantic comedy. I think I'm okay with that. Yep. Nancy Myers is writing it. No, just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it goes it goes Black Panther, Infinity War, Ant-Man and Wasp, uh then Captain Marvel the next year and then the the last or untitled Avengers 4. So, let me ask you guys, are you what are Dan, you haven't been uh you haven't you, you've lost that love and feeling for for comic book movies you said before you got in here are you looking for a movie snub i have to tell you like uh (laughs) i like i'm the guy who likes the weird art house films that no one's ever heard of that are only released (laughs) in three cities i i don't particularly enjoy summer blockbusters uh i like so yeah i am And, and then as far as comic book movies go it's it, 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 I'm gonna sound like it's a buzzkill for our, our your podcast, but like there's like real serious shit going on in the world, and we're like talking about like a Batman, right? And like <laughs> I feel like the society has taken like this weird regressive turn, and and so I get a little mad that it's all this it's all the same story. So like I kept thinking of the hero's journey last night when you know if you teach the Odyssey or Beowulf or anything like that it's all the same story over and over again. So yeah, I have been getting pretty down on comic book movies although I see most of them particularly the Batman. Um, and <laughs> hey, I fuck I you Dan, all- fuck you Dan. Batman's cool. <laughs> Batman's always relevant no matter what's going on in the world. <laughs> in fact, I would argue we need Batman more in these trying times. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, I know. I'm a buzzkill. So that's there's two things. A, I'm a movie snob, and B, I just feel like okay, I get it. But the past the past year, I think they've been on fire. Um, the Homecoming was great. Guardians two, I liked, and Thor was wonderful. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm going to continue to give them my dollars. Yeah, I'm going to pay money to see Justice League, and I don't know why, but I'm going to pay him money that to go see Justice I League. I might not be paying to go see. <laughs> okay, it's I gonna just be read a- an article on that. After Snyder has that personal tragedy, they bring in Josh Whedon to write it. So essentially, yeah. they have two movies now. They're trying to merge into one, and yeah. I, it'll be interesting to see. Oh, I think you'll see. be able to see. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think so. How could There's literally going to be a seam in the middle of the frame where they've tried to <laughs> sew these things together. The, the early reviews are coming out because, like, they're still under you still like they're still under embargo, but they can mm-hmm. talk about what they thought of it. They can't mm-hmm. talk about plot stuff or anything like that right now. Uh, but they're starting to go like it was good. It was better than Batman v Superman, but the plot's a little thin. The villain's a little bad, but it's good. And I will tell you that. Marvel has the same problem with villains, and that's one thing I really dug about Ragnarok is there's a fight between – there's an actual fight between the villain and the hero, right. not some sort of intergalactic standoff where you like, – um, like the Doctor Strange, I'm here to bargain. There's not a dance-off like Guardians of the Galaxy. 
There's not like a. It, it wasn't. Oh, please go I, through all of them. Can you please continue to go through all of them? Marvel? I want to see how far you would get before you, you, you stop from. <laughs> uh, but but I really enjoyed. Like I thought you saw it in Homecoming. You got a fight between Spider-Man and the Vulture, <clears throat> and then we got an actual fight between Thor and Hela. And then of course you get to see Hela actually destroyed or maybe destroyed by, you know, Sotor at the end. And you got an actual fight, an actual villainous ending. And and I I really. I really was like, okay, they've taken. I think they've taken that criticism of always having sort of like a cop out, a flat villain, yeah. a cop out way to end it, and and I think they did a really good job of, of not doing that this time. Yeah, you know, a so. movie gets better on the second watches or even the third watches. Annie Batman Hall. Be- oh, we were asking a question. <laughs> Batman, Batman versus Superman Superman? does not get better after the I second. I actually, I, I did not watch. like it in the theater, and now I don't hate it. I don't hate it as much as I did the first time I saw it. But I don't think it's because it's any better. I think I've just accepted. I just accepted it, it for the it turn is. that it is. <laughs> I don't because want it. it's not I don't a want movie. it in my life, guys. I don't want that in my life. It's it's not a movie. It's just a series of like really cool looking vignettes. That's all that thing is. That's all Batman v Superman is. Is a series of like short films Zack Snyder stitched together to make a movie. <laughs> That's always been the criticism of Batman is that it's just so visual. Right, you turn it splash page, turn it splash page, and now that you see it in the movie, Thor, Thor is a dense text. If you look at those ones that the the famous guy that you guys just brought yeah, out, Walt Simonson, that's yeah. a lot of reading in there, man. Yeah. yeah. So, guys, we all like Thor. Even Dan, who hates comic book movies now, like like Thor. Travis, you like Thor. I like Thor. We all like Thor. Um. Guys, are you, uh, so let's let's do the check in because the next episode we're all going to come back and we're going to talk about uh, Thor God of Thunder. Uh, Travis, you had read them previously, right? Yep. Yeah. Are you have re-reading. you read them? I'm reread. I read reread right one. Got to reread two. And Dan, you said you're like halfway through. You're for the. Through I the just first finished book? one, and I'm halfway <laughs> through the first book of number two. I am halfway through volume two. I'm excited to talk Thor comics, whether we all agree on whether we like them or not. I'm excited to talk, and then I'm excited to talk about which Thor do we like better. Do we like movie Thor? Oh, I got a lot to say about that, but I don't want to say anything right now. Or do we like comic book Thor? Good. I'm glad, Uh, Dan. I'm glad you have a lot to say about it, because... I've already exhausted, again, an hour of my Thor talk, so I'm glad someone <laughs> has a lot to say about Thor. Um, and can so, we, can we at some point during the next podcast, squeeze in like three minutes to talk about Sean Murphy's freaking Batman run? As I feel like yeah, it's, it's a shame to not have Dan on there and discuss this beautiful Dan, Batman Dan run. needs, Dan, have you read that yet? Uh, no, I'm saving it. I have them in my Don't, phone, ready to read. Dude, just go ahead and read. Uh, you know what? I, I, so I've been Josh reading Thor and crushing through it because I got a bunch of Batman. There's that also. There's several Batman titles out there right now. You getting yeah. into that metal? You getting into that Batman metal? No, but there's that <laughs> Italian guy that yeah. is like a 12.99 comic, I mean, graphic novel that looks amazing. It does look uh, really good. And then I bought the trade for Dark Knight Three. Um, why don't you Why don't you watch the fucking news, Dan, and stop reading Batman? Like, you know, there's some shit going on in the world today. There's a lot of serious a... stuff going on in this world, Dan. And it just I know, I know, I know. All right, I, so, <laughs> Dan, thanks for coming on. 
ladies and gentlemen, remember that you can follow us on Twitter at Comic Exposure. You can listen to all the old episodes at uh, www.comicexposure.com. If you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be great. The more the stars, the more likely people are to see us. Uh, we definitely don't pay anybody to advertise this show, so yep. the only way people hear about it is if they stumble upon it on Twitter or you talk to them about it uh, or uh, the, the they search and find us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, so if if you want to go ahead and, and give us a good review, that'd be rad. So next up... Oh, wait, here's an ad. Next, here's an ad. Uh, yeah. is a free ad. Uh, Josh just got a new kitten, so... In about three weeks, there'll be a kitten up for adoption. So anyone looking for a kitten, feel <laughs> yeah, free to contact ComicExposure.com. <laughs> yeah. So uh, next, in two weeks, we're going to talk about uh, Thor God of Thunder, Jason Aaron's run with, who's the artist on that? I can't remember his name, but everybody's eyes are really buggy. Um, Ugh, can't remember it right now either. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's going to drive me nuts. But, but uh, we're, we're reading two volumes of that, so tune in for that. Then in December... We've got Comic Book Christmas List, which will be the first episode. will be our variant episode on Comic Book Christmas. And then we're going to do Hadrian's Wall, which is a sci-fi kind of noir um, book. It was French, uh, and then it's been republished at Image Comics, and we're doing that one. Hey, and then Jen- hey Adrian. Hey, Adrian. Hey, Adrian. <laughs> and then in January, Travis, uh, I'm excited because we're doing X-Men, baby. We're going to do the same sort of thing again. We're gonna watch. We're gonna watch old X Men cartoons for our variant edition. We're gonna go back and watch some first season of X Men the animated series, nineties uh, X Men, and then we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna read. I think we're gonna read Dark Phoenix Saga. I think that's where we're at right now. I think that's what's okay. gonna be. Got it. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a slog. Got it. But I'm. I'm still excited. Man. It's got I'm Dazzler in it. it. It's got some Dazzler in it. I know that. I remember that vaguely. It's, I, it's I love not I love bad. Dazzler. I've read. I've read it within the past five years. Look at this guy. I went, yeah. I, I went back and looked at it. I, you know, I got one of those uh, Barnes and Noble omnibuses, and it was in. The- yeah, Dan, do you have an old tube TV in the background of your study? <laughs> he does. He <laughs> I do. I do. I do. It has a VHS uh, player built into it, right, Dan? Is that uh, no? <laughs> it has been plugged in in years. That's funny. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Uh, remember, you can find us in all those places. Uh, you can find Travis on uh, the Instagrams at Jurassic Park. Uh, <laughs> check him out. He posts occasionally, and it's always adorable. He needs followers. Um, but then you can, you can follow us <laughs> on Com- don't, don't Comic Exposure. Pity follow me. <laughs> no, pity follow him. Um, so, Dan, thanks for coming on. It was always good to great. see you on there. When I, I finally will. found you on there. That was right? <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Dan, we'll talk in a couple weeks when we talk Thor yet again. Uh, for Thor Vember. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next trade.